Good day, everybody. Okay. So, guys, trying out some new stuff. Got a new camera. Wider view. I see that it bowls out the view. I'm not sure if I quite like this, but, you know, we'll see. Um, I don't know how I like it. I don't like the view. But <laughs> we'll see. I had to do some test runs this morning to make sure the audio and uh, display worked correctly. Guys, yesterday, 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 yesterday I had a day off. I feel like I got absolutely nothing done. <sighs> what a day. But my friend Gina did come over and we did our first um, pilot of the new show called Our Organic Life. That's what we're going to call it. Call it. And we're calling it that because that's how our friendship started was organically and that's how a lot of the people that will be in or on this show that's how I met them was organically um, so I'm super excited that we actually did it like I wasn't even sure if it was gonna happen and then she just showed up and I was like let's go for it um, like I said it was just like the pilot and we just randomly set up my kitchen table and just did the best we could that's about how we did it um it wasn't really planned out or scripted we don't do anything scripted we won't really do anything too scripted um besides just kind of having a general direction but it was pretty exciting, so I finally posted that. The only thing I didn't do, podcasters, and I do apologize, is I didn't audio record it. I didn't even think about it. It was just so on the fly like this. Like, she showed up, and I was like, let's do it. And I was so fixated on getting, like, how we were going to sit and get everything in the camera because I couldn't even use the camera the way we were sitting, so we got to figure that out. So, you guys, it was pretty exciting. I think like I had a lot of pressure just doing it just doing the first just doing the first scene and now that I've done it I'm just like oh my gosh like it wasn't that bad it wasn't as bad as I made it in my mind so I'm just excited now that it's done and we can move forward with the next one what else was yesterday yesterday was just weird I don't even know how to explain it yesterday was really weird for me um I was on the like edge of being really cranky, but I was able to like catch it and be like, there was no reason for me to be cranky. I didn't, I don't know. I didn't quite get it. I don't get it. I'm really short tempered. I feel like that's where I'm at. Like I'm short tempered and I'm normally not. I don't understand it. Hmm. And so I'm just trying to get a, just get a grip on that and not allow it to mm, control the day. So yesterday too, what else did I do? My oldest son came over to spend the night, you guys. What an exciting time. We sat on the phone. Um, we decided we were going to watch a movie, The Iron Giant, but they didn't get it playing until like 10 and that's my bedtime. But 
it was quite the sight them all laying in my daughter's bed because she's the one with the biggest TV in the house. So they were all laying in bed watching the Iron Giant and that's something we watched when they were little kids. So that was, it's like you get that old time feeling. Like it just brings back nice warm memories of when we all used to snuggle and they were just little babies and we were all laying together and we'd watch Iron Giant a hundred times on VHS because we used to own it on VHS. My son even remembers that. He's like, I remember when I used to have to go rewind it on the VHS. <laughs> yeah, we had VHS. Let's see what else. Mm. Yesterday was just, I don't know, it was an odd day. It was like I got, I did so much, but I got absolutely nothing done. That's what kind of day it was. So, um, I don't know. Ready for, I'm ready for the weekend and it's only Wednesday. So you guys, a recap of yesterday. Mm. Mm -mm -mm. I'm going to have to go back. I don't even remember what we were talking about yesterday, you guys. To be honest, like, that's how blank my mind is coming to right now. Okay, so Rebecca went to Isaac and said, I don't want Jacob taking, and this is in chapter 28, you guys. She said, Isaac, I do not want Jacob taking a wife as Esau did from the people that live on this land because those women are causing me a headache. So Isaac commanded Jacob to go live with Rebecca's brother Laban and to find a wife there. So Jacob obeyed and he left. Um, this caused a lot of insecurities within Esau, the older brother. Because not only did he give his blessing away, his birthright away to Jacob, he turned around and tried to deceive him out of it by not owning up to it to his father, but Jacob ended up getting the blessing anyway. Now here his father is saying, you know, I, I don't like Esau's wives. I want you to go take a wife from the land of which your mother came from. And Jacob obeyed. So Esau's like, oh, well, you know, I want to please my father. So to in order to please his father, he took a wife from his father, his father's brother, Ishmael, that was Hagar's son, um, to please his family. So now he had three wives. Back then that was very common. Um, well then on the way to where Jacob was going, Jacob had a dream and a lot of us know it as Jacob's ladder. He had a dream that angels were going up and down this ladder and this ladder led to heaven and, um, you know, God was there speaking to him, and that was Jacob's awakening to God. And from that point on, Jacob was led by God, solely by God. You know, he wasn't just watching his parents, listening to his parents, obeying his parents. Ah, that makes sense. Because when you think about the tear, it's the father, the mother, and the child, and everything is God, right? Well, a child is born in this world to obey and love, obey your parents. Well, you obey your parents because they are God-led and they are going to um, 
lead you because they have a clear connection with God. Now that Jacob has gone his own way by obeying his parents, he is now woken up to being led by God on his own. What a beautiful thing. I suppose that would have happened to me at 18 if, if I wouldn't have made a choice to be led by the wrong man. So it's a very interesting thing that comes to my mind when I think about that. Because that's how it should go. Once we start going our own way and we become young adults, we should be connected with, with God after be learning from your parents. Your parents should teach you how to communicate with God so that way when you are on your own, you are able to communicate with Him on your own to lead you through life. That's how it should be most of the times now that is not the case I actually watched a video I've been into watching this girl um, and she has a show called Liberty Hangout um, I watch it because it's interesting to see the responses of people to the questions she's asking she is a conservative she is a Republican um, I'm a Republican I can just I never used to claim anything, but now I just know I'm a Republican. Um, it's just, you know, I vote that way. I believe in those ways. Um, and just the demeanor of a Republican. You can see it in the way she interviews people. Um, so she did one episode where she was asking people what the true meaning of Christmas was. Probably like 5% of the people got it right that it was about Jesus Christ. Truly. Um, it was really sad. Most people, it was about family and gifts. That's what it was. I couldn't believe it. Like, did we forget where Christmas really came from? And then some people were like, I don't want to get into a religion, political discussion. But that's, that's the history of it. That's where Christmas started. That's the origin of it. It's not just a religious thing. It's a history thing. That's the history of Christmas. So it was really interesting to see that a lot of people don't even know that these days. They're just not being taught those things by their parents. They're being taught that Christmas is about how much I get and if it's what I want and if I don't like it can we take it back um, the newest and the best which is absolutely crazy um, so you guys that was chapter 28 you guys it gets exciting the story of Jacob and his wives like okay so spoiler he obviously is going to end up getting a wife the story of Jacob and his wives is an amazing story this is actually where the um, book called the red tent comes from uh, what a great book what a great book so you guys we're gonna start at chapter 29 so Jacob went on his journey oh we'll read the last verse of chapter 28 and it's uh, chapter it's verse 22 and this stone I have set as a pillar shall be God's house. And all, and of all that you give me, I will surely give a tenth to you. 
Ah, you guys, you know, I didn't even catch that yesterday. So Jacob said this. He was saying to God, and this stone, which I have set as a pillar, shall be God's house. And of all that you give me, I will surely give a tenth to you. You guys, this is the first mention of tithing. This is the first mention. I got to highlight that. Jacob was the one, and I believe this must have come from God. God was just speaking it out loud that we're going to start giving back to God some way. And it's a tenth of what you get. Wow. I love when God shows me things. So you guys, this is when the tithing was mentioned. Now remember, God speaks through people. This is God speaking through Jacob to teach him. No, you got to give back. You gotta care, you gotta love, you gotta give back in my name. And that was when the tithing was mentioned for the very first time. What a beautiful thing. So in chapter 29 it begins, So Jacob went on his journey and came to the land of the people of the east. And he looked and saw a well in the field, and behold, there were three flocks of sheep lying by it. For out of that well they watered the flocks, the large stone was on the well's mouth. Now all the flocks would be gathered there, and they would roll the stone from the well's mouth, water the sheep, and put the stone back in its place on the well's mouth. And Jacob said to them, My brethren, where are you from? And they said, We are from Haran. And he said to them, Do you know Laban the son of Nahor? And they said, We know him. So he said to them, Is he well? And they said, He is well. And look, his daughter Rachel is coming with the sheep. Then he said, Look, it is the high day. It is no time for the cattle to be gathered together. Water the sheep and go and feed them. But they said, We cannot until all the flocks are gathered together. And they have rolled the stone from the well's mouth. Then we water the sheep. Now while he was still speaking with them, Rachel came with her father's sheep, for she was a shepherdess. And it came to pass when Jacob saw Rachel, the daughter of Laban, his mother's brother, and the sheep of Laban, his mother's brother, that Jacob went near and rolled the stone from the well's mouth and watered the flock of Laban's mother's brother. Then Jacob kissed Rachel and lifted his voice and wept. And Jacob told Rachel that he was his father, her father's relative and that he was Rebekah's son. So she ran and told her father. Then it came to pass when Laban heard the report about Jacob, his sister's son, and he ran to meet him and embraced him and kissed him and brought him into his house. So he told Laban all these things. And Laban said to him, Surely you are my bone and my flesh. And he stayed with him for a month. Then Laban said to Jacob, Because you are my relative, should you therefore serve me for nothing? Tell me, what should your wages be? Now Laban had two daughters. The name of the elder was Lee, and the name of the younger was Rachel. It's Leah. Sorry, you guys. The, uh, the name of the elder was Leah, and the name of the younger was Rachel. Leah's eyes were delicate, but Rachel was beautiful of form and appearance. Now, Jacob loved Rachel, so he said, I will serve you seven years for Rachel, 
your younger daughter. You guys see again, seven. Seven's always been a lucky number. I love seven. And Laban said, it is better that I give her to you than that I should give her to another man. Stay with me. So Jacob served seven years for Rachel, and they seemed only a few days to him because the love he had for her. Oh. You guys, Jacob really did love Rachel. Um, I mean, he out of the blue just kissed her, he said, and Jacob kissed Rachel and lifted up his voice and wept. That comes from the heart. When you love somebody like that, when you have those emotions that well so deep inside of you, it's like a deep well, you feel it stirring. And what a beautiful thing that he was able to express it openly um, and not be, you know, crushed or rejected or anything like that. Um, and then she returned it. What a great thing that she too returned that love to him. But it is that feeling that he felt that moment he kissed her. It feels like a deep well of water and it's just stirring and it just wants to come out. So you end up saying things and doing things in a loving way. Um, so Jacob served seven years for Rachel and they seemed only a few days to him because of the love he had for her. Then Jacob said to Laban, give me my wife where my days are fulfilled that I may go into her. And he means like, I want to marry her so that we can consummate this marriage by sleeping together and creating a family. Just to keep it straight, you guys, sorry. <laughs> um, and Laban gathered together all the men of the place and made a feast. Now it came to pass in the evening that he took Leah, his daughter, and brought her to Jacob, and he went into her. Now it came to pass in the evening that he took Leah, his daughter, and brought her to Jacob. So Laban took Leah to Jacob. Jacob ended up sleeping with her thinking that, that maybe it was Rachel, maybe he didn't. And Laban gave his maid Zilpha to his daughter Leah as a maid. So it came to pass in the morning, and behold, it was Leah. And he said to Laban, What is it that you have done to me? Was it not for Rachel that I served you? Why then have you deceived me? And Laban said, It must not be done so in our country to give the younger before the firstborn. So Laban did deceive him. He made his word that he would give him Rachel, but instead he waited into the night and took Leah. And once you, you know, sleep with them, then it, that's, that's an oath under God that this is now my wife. Now, you know, Jacob feels deceived. And now Laban, remember I told you about Laban when Rebecca was taken as Isaac's wife? The first thing he saw was things. He's all about ego-driven. He's all about power. He's all about selfish gain. 
So Laban says, it must not be done so in our country to give the younger before the firstborn. Fulfill her week and we will give you this one also for the service which you served me still another seven years. So Laban wanted another seven years for Leah. Okay. He wanted to get 14 years total, seven years per daughter. He wanted to get that. It's free work. You know, here Jacob is tending the herd taking care of everything like he's he's growing Laban's things he's taking care of everything and Laban is doing nothing we will find that later on then um then Jacob did so and fulfilled her week so he gave him his daughter Rachel as a wife also and Laban gave his maid Bella and his daughter Rachel as a to his daughter Rachel as a maid so both girls had a maid and Jacob ended up with both daughters, but he had to serve another seven years. Then Jacob also went into Rachel, and he also loved Rachel more than Leah. And he served with Laban another seven years. So the Lord saw that Leah was unloved. He opened her womb, but Rachel was barren. So Leah conceived and bore a son. She called him Reuben. For she said, The Lord has surely looked upon my affliction. Now therefore my husband will love me. <laughs> then she conceived again and bore a son and said, Because the Lord has heard that I am loved, loved, he has therefore given me this son also. She called him Simon. She conceived again and bore a son and said, Now this time my husband will become attached to me, because I have bore him three sons. Therefore his name will be called Levi. She conceived again and bore a son, and she said, Now I will praise the Lord. Therefore she called him Judah. Then she stopped bearing. So she, it was interesting to think now, and you guys, that was the end of chapter 29. You know, Leah wanted to make Jacob loved her, love her. And I understand that. Like, she probably loved him too. She wanted to be loved. Um, he married her and she saw that he loved the younger sister more. And it bothered her. This is why you can't... This is why these multi-relationships don't work, you guys. They do not. You cannot have several girlfriends and one boyfriend. You can't have more than one wife. You just can't. Somebody always feels inferior. Somebody always gets left out. Somebody is always loved less. Um, you know, that's a big question. Some people are like, well, does it work? Ultimately, in a true love, in a real relationship, that cannot work. Because there's always one person that gets left out. Because there's always a bond that happens between two people. And it's just between two. You can't create that bond between three. You really can't. It's always two will end up going like this. That's why you always see groups of girls in high school. There's always two that bond like this. There may be three or four that flow in a crowd. But there's always two like this. The same thing with with relationships you can never have that third person it never never works it always backfires and somebody ends up being the leah somebody ends up being the rachel and the man gets everything you know but she kept thinking that because and this happens a lot you guys nowadays women think 
because I have a child, it will attach the man to me. And that's just not true. That is not true at all. You can have a man's child and he could still hate your guts. Um, I have children with the same man and Lord knows I never loved him. And that's just a fact. Um, I most certainly didn't do it to make him attached to me. But uh, many women think that. They think because if I have his child, he will love me. But love is something you cannot force. You just can't force it. It's just, it's something that happens organically. Like my friendship with my friend. It just has to happen. I mean, you have to let it. You can't force it. Um, so what a beautiful story, you guys. What a beautiful story of how this is the beginning for Jacob and the 12 tribes because Reuben was the firstborn of those children. He was the firstborn of the 12 tribes. We're just going to state that right away. And then it came, what was it? Um, Reuben. Simon and Levi but by the third one she learned and finally just praised the Lord you know the whole time she was looking for the love of a man and it took the third child to realize she just needed to look for the love of God been there too you guys searching for love in a man all the time and you know what just should have just loved God first and I learned that the hard way um and now that's that should be the process. We should praise and love God first. We should be teaching our children to love God first. That's what I'm teaching my children now. Um, love God first. Love him first. Be obedient to him first. Talk to him first. Create that relationship with him first. Because he's the one who's going to be leading you in your life to your blessing where you should go helping you out of things. You need that relationship first before you can ever consider having a relationship with another person. Until you know how to love God and God shows you how you deserve to be loved and how you should be loved, you will never know how to love another person or love yourself. I learned that last year. It was about a year ago I realized that. I had to allow God to show me I don't know why we're on this topic. I had to allow God to show me what love was all about. I didn't know how to love myself. I didn't know how to let others love me. So it began with me allowing God to love me, to show me what it feels like to be loved. And that's no joke, you guys. His presence would come over me like a cloud. It was like a fog. I could feel it. I would be laying down and it would almost feel like anxiety, right? And the anxiety would creep up, but it was because I was so scared of love. I was so fearful of it. Like I had to, it was baby steps. One day I allowed the anxiety to consume me. And in about 15 minutes, the anxiety faded and I felt the love of God. And I had to practice that. We practiced that. God did that, you guys. That's how he taught me about love, allowing him to love me. He would just slowly consume me with his presence. And, when, and slowly I would stop fearing it. And it began to be nice. And I began to want it. 
And then I began to ask him for it. Like, I want your love. And then I began to, you know, pursue things that had his love in it, such as this, you know, my podcasting, my school, serving my children, my job, doing things in the community, you know, things like that. Love is such a deep thing, you guys. Many of us think we know about love, but we do not. Doing the right things that seem loving doesn't mean you know about love. I know because I used to think because I did all all the right things for my children that I loved them. Yes, I did all the right things and I loved them to the best of my abilities, but I wasn't doing those things with love. There was a difference. I had this conversation yesterday with somebody. There's a difference in doing the right things. And then there's a difference in doing those things with love. If you're just doing them because it's the right thing, that's like following the Ten Commandments because you want to get to heaven. That doesn't work. Your heart is still not in the right posture. Okay? You have to feel it. You have to do it with love. You have to have that feeling of love. To do it with love. To make it a loving behavior. To make it a loving act. To actually be doing things the right way in love. So there's a difference, you guys. There's a huge difference. I had to study this. I had to study the difference. And how do you do things with love? It's a heart posture. You have to cleanse yourself of the anger, hate, and resentment. If you're filled with anger, hate, and resentment, and hurt, and pain, and suffering, you don't do things with love. I know the difference. I know when I'm having a bad day. I'm not exactly all loving. But I find my way out of it to that loving place again where I'm cooking with love and I'm speaking with love. But I have my moments. I have my moments. So you guys, what a beautiful chapter and what an interesting topic to touch up on. Doing things with love versus like, you know, doing the right things and then doing them with love. You have to be a loving person. Doing the right thing doesn't make you loving. You know, it's all in the heart posture. What does your heart feel? Is your heart feeling it or are you just going through the motions? It's going to be the challenge. I don't know how I'm going to word that yet. When it comes to doing things for others, do you do it because it's the right thing to do or do you do it because you love to do it? I think somewhere along the lines that's going to be the challenge. I don't know how I'll word it yet, but something like that. So you guys, a recap of the day. It's almost time for me to get going. So we read in the end, you guys, we found out where tithing came into play in the Bible. came from Jacob. He said, I'm going to give you tenth of everything I have. I'm going to give you, I'm going to give you, God. I'm going to sacrifice. I'm going to give you a tenth of what I have because you are going to bless me. I know that you are real and things are happening. It's a feeling, you guys. You cannot deny when God makes his presence known and you wake up to him and he's leading you. It's a feeling. Like, it's unlike anything you, I could ever describe to somebody. It's so powerful. Nothing can stop it. There's nothing that could stop it. So you guys, in chapter 29, 
Jacob ends up meeting Rachel, right? She is the younger of Laban's daughter. He ends up living with Laban and he ends up serving seven years to have Rachel as his wife. The day of the wedding that night, Laban takes Leah, the older daughter, to Jacob. Jacob takes her instead, you know, sleeps with her. And in the morning he goes, Laban, what have you done? This is not right. We had an agreement. Laban goes, well, it's not done this way, my country. You have to take the oldest first before you can have the youngest. He was deceitful. So we are show, pre-showcasing Laban's deceitfulness, you know, because he is a, a self-righteous, greedy man. He's in it for selfish gain. Um, so he makes another agreement with Jacob. If you serve another seven years, then you can have Rachel. So he ends up making that agreement and he serves another seven years and he, um, gets Rachel as his wife. Now, um, Leah, Jacob loved Rachel naturally. He loved her. Leah, you know, that ended up being a marriage of arrangement from the father making it happen. So there wasn't a lot of love there. But because of that, God did open her womb and she conceived three times. And for the first two times, she kept thinking, this child is going to make my husband love me. She kept thinking that, kept thinking that. Well, by the third child, she finally said, you know what? I'm going to bless God. Thank you, God. She realized that she was searching for love in a man who, you know, loved somebody else. Um, and so she started searching for love in God and blessed him and praised him. And this also shows us, you guys, that in relationships, you can't have a third party. You can't do it that way. We're just not built that way. You can facade it all you want and and you know be okay with certain things because you haven't met the right person but when you meet the right person those things just don't work they don't you can't have multiple wives nowadays somebody always gets left out it's just it's the facts that's how we're created you know hence adam and eve god created us to unite and multiply but out of you know Laban's deceitfulness God made something good and brought the 12 nations of Israel so you guys that is the recap um, today is Wednesday um, it should be a good day uh, tomorrow's Thanksgiving your challenge is to think about do you do things do you do all the right things because you know you're trying to do the right things or do you do them because you want to do them and what is your heart posture when you do them that's the other part of the top challenge so you guys i hope you have a beautiful beautiful wednesday and until tomorrow god bless